Welcome, so glad you've joined us for the beginning of a new series called Everyday Faith. Uh, unlike other series, I'm gonna jump right in without any introduction with a very powerful truth that comes from Hebrews 11.6. I think this will be the theme verse for the entire series. It reads this way. And without faith, it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. And so uncharacteristically, we're already ready for point number one. God rewards faith that earnestly seeks him. I love this truth. I've memorized this verse. It encourages me to remind myself that God rewards my earnest seeking of him. And that I must believe that he exists. That part for most of us is easy. The other part that is an earnestly seeking him in everything, in every day, is the part that's a little tricky for us. We start to live independently of faith, we start to live independently of God. If there's anything we need right now after all of this time of being in our predicament where it seems like everything is unraveling, people are unraveling, we need everyday faith. So I have a question. What does it look like to earnestly seek God? And I want this series to be the beginning of that answer to that question, what it looks like to earnestly seek God. Everyday faith is a faith that earnestly seeks God every day in everyday ways. So that's daily and it's in everything. Really, everyday faith has those two connotations, everyday and everyday faith, like everyday dishes everyday occasion, everyday situations. There's just the ongoing faith in everything, not just the big things, but in everything. And it's every day. So what does that earnestly seeking him look like? That's the great question. Now let me give you a sneak peek of where we're going with this for the next four weeks. Today, the topic is everyday faith. Then we're gonna get into the next week, worship, and the week after that, word, and the week after that, witness. And I wrote a few things down to give you uh, what it is that we're attempting to do in designing this series. It's more than just for Sundays. We're gonna give you an everyday faith challenge for the next 30 days. We want it to be very specific, very helpful in an everyday, ongoing way, and I hope you will be motivated enough to participate. We're gonna be challenging each of our leaders and all of you to get on board. I know from the leaders that I've spoken with, they're on board. They're gonna practice this everyday faith with some of these challenges to support their everyday faith and be a help to you. So here are some uh, bullet points that I have written out for this series. This series is designed to help move people from a Sunday faith to an everyday faith. This series helps us move from the limited mentality of we go to church to a fully leveraged mentality of we are the church. This series helps us move from a worldwide web, that's www, 
online connected church, experience to worship, word, and witness, also www, spiritually connected, everyday faith experiences, worship, word, and witness. So more on that in the weeks to come. But all of that flows out of everyday faith. And so we'll be looking at those topics. This series motivates movement away from merely a private inward faith to an outward action-oriented faith. And so all of those pieces are built into the next four weeks and the 30-day faith challenge that we'll be talking about as we go. Now, when we talk about everyday faith, we're not just picking out three topics. We're not just picking out what we think everyday faith looks like. We're picking up our cues from what God has stated and what God taught. A really good place for us to begin is in Deuteronomy, where God taught Moses what to say and what to command and what to uh, teach uh, the people of of God at that point, uh, what they needed to do to have an everyday faith that would be perpetuated generation after generation. And in Deuteronomy 6, 6 through 7, we read this. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. So this is a very specific teaching about what you do. Specifics about how this begins. Specifics about cues in an everyday life way of how to get it implemented into your everyday life. God rewards faith that earnestly seeks him. Point number two, make God's guiding principles or his commandments yours by heart. Now, could he have made it any more clear than what he has said here? These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Could it be any more clear that it's supposed to be very, very specifically uh, an everyday life about everything you do? Impress it upon your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. This is, these are everyday situations which are everyday teaching moments to get these commandments into your heart and impressing them into your life every day. His thoughts, his principles, don't become our thoughts and our principles if we've only heard them. His thoughts don't become our thoughts if we only hear them on Sunday. His thoughts don't become our thoughts if we only read them occasionally. As, even if we read through the Bible every year, we'd just be coming across his thoughts every now and again. And there'd be another year before we come over those thoughts again. And so we have to prioritize and get these prioritized truths impressed upon our hearts in such a way that his thoughts and his principles become our thoughts and our guiding principles. They have to be impressed into us. And then we need to impress them into our children. And now if we don't have his principles impressed into our lives so that it's by heart inside of us, what will happen when we enter into times like we're entering into now is we will operate according to other sets of principles that are the principles of this world, 
the principles that just whisper into our life from a dark source. We will say things like, and I've written some of these down, I deserve better than this, or I'm just looking out for number one, or surely God doesn't expect me to stay in this unhappy relationship. He wants me to be happy, or I'll show you, you will be sorry, and countless other thoughts that come through that certainly are actually a going in the opposite direction of God's principles and God's commandments and God's thoughts. How easily we slip into this kind of thinking. And lest we impress God's commandments and God's principles into our heart that we know his commands and his principles were the way that Jesus walked, the way he's asking us to follow him and what that way looks like precisely as it relates to his teaching and his commandments. Unless those have been impressed into us, we will have an enemy that inserts thoughts that are contrary and we will just get sucked into the way of this world. If we program ourselves to the wrong operating system, we follow the wrong guide, straight into darkness, division, distraction from God's kingdom. And we are in a battle. We are in a battle right now. Your heart's in a battle, your mind's in a battle, we're each in a battle. And until our faith moves into an everyday faith where his thoughts are impressed into our hearts by heart, (laughs) we're gonna be losing that battle as we operate according to a different operating system that's constantly shaping the way we think, constantly shaping what we speak, constantly shaping the principles that become the lifestyles and habits of our lives. So we've learned from this clear teaching, point A on your outline, that we're to impress them, these commandments, impress them on your children. Deuteronomy 6, 6 through 7 says, these commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts, impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. We are impressionable people. Children are impressionable, shapeable, moldable people. And the more we get uh, shaped into a particular operating system, a way of thinking, the pattern of this world, or transformed by the commands of Jesus and we're renewed with the renewing of our mind by God's word and God's principles and God's commandments, we can be reshaped, remolded, impressed, and conformed to the likeness of Jesus. Now, here's a question for you as we're thinking about impressing children. Have you ever been impressed with the behavior of children? Have you ever been impressed with a child's faith, attitude, and kindness? There's a great likelihood that if you've watched children that you've been impressed with, it's precisely because parents have been impressing upon their children principles, principles that shape and mold their behaviors and shape and mold their thinking, and you become impressed. Now, what God is after is more than shaping a child through fear and intimidation and behavior modification and rules and making sure they conform to behaviors. What God is looking for is impressing hearts and shaping and molding a child's heart to think 
in terms of God's commandments and be shaped by these principles and begin to operate according to what they believe is God's principles. Now, anytime I start really pressing on commandments and learning commandments and obeying commandments, I will invariably run into people who've been taught very clearly a truth from scripture but don't know what to do with this truth about commandments. And here's the truth from scripture, that we're saved by faith and not by works. And we're saved because of the grace of God and there's nothing we can do in our obedience of commandments to earn our salvation and that is a truth. But that doesn't mean that when Paul says we're not under law but under grace that we throw out law, that we throw out commandments altogether. It doesn't mean that at all. The reason I can say this is by the teaching of Jesus. So let me just jump into some teaching of Jesus as it relates to this kind of this uh, pushback that we might feel when we start saying, learn the commandments, obey the commandments, let the commandments teach you the principles of God and operate according to commandments. We think maybe that isn't right, but let's listen to Jesus strictly on the concept of obedience to commandments. Matthew 7, 24, in the Sermon on the Mount, after he listed off all kinds of commandments <laughs> that are reinterpreted through kingdom commandments and kingdom thinking deep down from the inside out, he then says, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And then he talks about how a foolish man, of course, uh, when the storms came, the whole house crashes down because he built on sand. But practicing obedience to the commandments that are taught is what is the rock. Solid foundation. So we're supposed to give a solid foundation to our children who have commandments impressed into their hearts. They're literally to learn them by heart. And we as adults are literally to learn commandments and the principles of God by heart so that it gets down inside of us that we're impressed by God's thinking and thoughts, that God's thinking and thoughts become our thoughts. God's will becomes our will and our way of thinking. Now the apostles got this. I'm just picked out one verse to start with. Jesus is consistently teaching this in many, many places and the apostles got this and here's a summary of John's statement because he got this. 1 John 2, 3 through 6 we read, we know that we have come to know him if we keep his commands. Whoever says I know him but does not do what he commands is a liar. So let me just be blunt and clear. If you believe that you're saved by faith alone and you disobey every commandment of Jesus and don't really care to keep commandments because it's not by works and it's only by faith, this clear teaching says because you've disregarded obedience and you think that faith is just what you have up here, you believe God exists and you don't earnestly seek him, you're not trying to follow him, you're not trying to obey him, you're a liar. Your faith is a lie, and the truth is not in that person. Verse five, but if anyone obeys his word, love for God is truly made complete in them. This is how we know we are in him. Whoever claims to live in him must live as he did. Now, maybe it's hard to 
take one truth that's in tension with another truth and put it together. So I'm going to do that for you on the screen with just a statement uh, to just be clear here. We are no longer under the Mosaic Old Covenant system which Jesus fulfilled, but we do still obey commandments. Jesus is our king with authority and commandments. Now, to make sure we drill this down into our hearts, penetrating through the crust and the callus that just wants to believe in God and get to heaven and don't care about behavior, let's drill down with what Jesus said in his last commandment. Matthew 28, 18 through 20. This is after his resurrection, right before he ascends into heaven. Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. So we're given the content of what it is that we're supposed to be teaching while we're shaping impressionable young faith lives. Just like in Deuteronomy, parents shaping the children, the children of faith are to be shaped and made into disciples the same way. We're to teach them to obey everything I have commanded you. This is Jesus speaking. So we go through the commandments of Jesus. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So let's be more intentional intentional about the impressing upon others and shaping other people and let's be the most intentional about shaping ourselves before we do any shaping of another. Make sure that we are also impressed with the truths and commandments of God, that we are learning these by heart, that they become part of our heart. So, parents, we are to live out, live our lives restored in the image of God through Jesus. Then our children have the best chance to become little reflected images of who we are in Christ. They will mirror our words and attitudes. This is true no matter how we are doing, good or bad. If we are angry frequently, they are likely to be angry frequently. If we smile frequently, they are likely to smile frequently. If we talk quietly in our house, they are more likely to speak quietly in the house. If we laugh often, they will learn to laugh often. You get the idea. This is everyday faith in the context of your home. It works when you're doing well, impressed with the commandments of God, and it also works to our disadvantage when we're not doing well. So in the 30-day challenge that we're going to talk more about at the end of the message as well, we're going to give you some specifics that you can do to make sure that you're impressing upon your life some practical things in very practical ways um, for not just you and your children, but for others as well. Now, what if you're not parents? That's where I have put a couple other quotes on here. This works for all of us, so I'm going to go next to spouses. Spouses, you influence your spouse powerfully 
when you allow the Holy Spirit to influence you powerfully. This is everyday faith. Singles. The lifestyle you choose for yourselves will either reflect a trust in God's commandments or it will reflect a trust in this world's values. That's huge. Let me just say that again. The lifestyle you choose for yourselves will either reflect a trust in God's commandments or it will reflect a trust in this world's values. When you make God's commandments your life principles, your everyday faith will shine like a light in a world of darkness. We're ready for B on our outline. Use everyday cues to talk about them. And what are we talking about? The commandments, the principles. Let's read the text again. Deuteronomy 6, 6 through 7. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them. Them what? Talk about these commandments, these things that are to be on the hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. There's a rehearsing of the principles, a rehearsing of the commandments. There's working with your children to talk these things through. There's different everyday cues to link them to. The spiritual well-being of your children is what you take on as your responsibility as parents. So where do you do this and when do you do this? In everyday cues, like when you sit at home together. Now let me just ask you bluntly, do you sit at home together? And when you do, do you face each other? Or are you sitting at home together side by side facing a screen? We need more time face to face and less screen time when it comes to relationships. And if you can build in more face to face time and build in these faith cues for impressionable moments, you're gonna be doing well. There's another very practical cue while you are walking along the road. We walk together, don't we? Do you take walks with your kids? Do you walk with other people? Do you talk while you walk? Or have we come down to this, that we only travel when we drive? Well, if we're only traveling when we're driving, do you drive your kids to school? Not right now, but when you do take them, will you talk about faith cues and make this everyday cue part of your faith talk? Those are great questions to be getting us connecting our everyday cues with our everyday faith. When you go to bed, when you get up, these are great times. Now, parents, before you start this process with your children, for the next 30 days, make sure you've got this in place for you. Connect your life to everyday cues, if you haven't already done so, where your worship the time in the word and your witnessing becomes an everyday thing connected to cues, everyday life. That your time with God is when you wake up, that your time with God is when you go to bed, your time with God and time for prayer is other everyday cues, when you eat. Those are built-in traditions in the Jewish heritage that's come into the Christian heritage and maybe some of us have kind of lost some of those traditions of praying before bed, praying right when you get up, praying before a meal. Maybe we need to reestablish these everyday cues and connect our lives with the principles of God in worship, in word, and in 
witness, which is just talking about your experience as these cues and these experiences are producing a greater faith and God is rewarding your faith as you earnestly seek him. That's what we're after, aren't we? Where God rewards your faith, that's where we started, Hebrews eleven six, as you earnestly seek him. Now children come with a built-in baloney detector. They'll know if you're just all talk and your life doesn't reflect these cues. If, if you aren't memorizing the, the commandments with them, you aren't living your life according to the principles that's not impressed upon your heart and you're asking it to be impressed upon their heart and you're asking them to be kind and you're asking them to be respectful and yet you are having trouble there, you need to get this to be impressed upon your heart too. All across the nation, families are struggling because as Kids become teens, and teens' baloney detector becomes heightened. They have a chance to walk away from the home, and they often walk away from faith because it isn't connected. It just is all blah, blah, blah words that they heard, but they don't know how to make it be impressed upon their heart, and they haven't seen it impressed upon other people's heart in an everyday faith. So use everyday cues. Point number three, everyday faith is a must. Luke 9, 23, Jesus' words, then he said to them all, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up their cross daily, and follow me. Hebrews 3, 13, but encourage one another daily as long as it is called today so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. If we neglect the daily connectivity of encouragement with our children, with our spouse, with the friends, with the people of faith that we're close to, we will easily be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. So encourage one another daily as long as it is called today. We'll be talking more about that as we get into the pieces of this series. Worship, word, and witness. Right now, I want to finish with his mission is our mission. Make disciples. Make disciples. Now, when you make a disciple, you're eventually going to shape them to be a disciple maker. Everyday followers of Jesus look to mentors of everyday faith and look to mentor everyday faith. We can each help someone take steps from wherever they are to where God wants them to be. This isn't just about us taking steps to where God wants us to be. It's not enough to take steps just ourselves. We haven't taken steps far enough, close enough to Jesus because Jesus says, make disciples. Now we need to not only have mentors helping us take steps, we need to become a mentor helping others take steps. Let's learn from mentors and be a mentor. Now from my notes, I just want to challenge you in this everyday faith challenge for 30 days. I want you to imagine with me, let me just go from my heart. I want you to imagine with me what would happen if every single one of us who is listening to this today takes this to heart 
And each one of us says, yes, I want to jump into this 30-day challenge. I want to be into worship, into seeking God earnestly with all of my faith every day, in everyday connected ways, with cues throughout my day. I want my faith to be real. I want it to be earnest. I want to be seeking him in everything every day. And I want to learn how to do that. And we're going to give you tools how to do that. We're going to give you some uh, memory work to impress this into your heart. And if that's overwhelming and challenging, just, just take a piece of it and just do a little bit. And we're going to give you practices and exercises to uh, get into worship and get into God's word and be able to have these experiences that you'll be able to then talk about, which is your witness of real experiences, a witness of what God is actually doing in your life. What would happen if every single one took this challenge seriously and we started tomorrow for the next 30 days, or start today for the next 30 days to seek God earnestly, to have an everyday faith that seeps down into us, that shapes and molds our hearts, that impresses our hearts, that we begin to learn God's principles, his commands by heart and live them out. It's not just something we learn and know, but we begin to live it out. We begin to experience God and meet him there and be able to talk about that with others every day. That's the challenge. Now, just to drive it home, here's what I think has happened over the last few months. God has allowed a pandemic to get our attention. And if he hasn't got your attention yet, what's it gonna take to get your attention? He has allowed this pandemic and this upheaval, this unraveling to get our attention. We need an everyday faith that is so foundational and so solid that it starts to replicate itself with this infectious faith that impresses other people and ourselves that God is alive and real. And if he hasn't gotten your attention yet, I don't know what he has to do to get your attention, and it frightens me. So will you accept that God is getting your attention and you'll jump in for the next 30 days to build your everyday faith and we're gonna try to support that. I'm gonna pray with you and then we're gonna hand it over to Matt to talk about some of this uh, detail as it relates to how to connect with some of the supports that we're gonna offer you for the next 30 days. Would you pray with me? Lord God, I'm excited about what you can do if we will just turn ourselves in your direction and humble ourselves before you every day. Because you will meet us there. You've promised to do that every time. That we humble ourselves and meet you and then begin to follow you in very practical, everyday ways and begin to talk about this in everyday ways. Lord, we were gonna see amazing things in this community in our homes, in this valley. Lord, I think we're gonna see the beginning of a revival, but it's gonna begin inside of each one of us. So our first prayer is, Lord, revive me. Let this revival begin with me. I'm committing to you to not hold back, to open my heart, to meet with you in very practical ways. I may start small, but I'm gonna let it grow. I'm gonna make it be every day, and I'm gonna make sure that I don't miss meeting with you and learning how to do that in very practical ways. Lord, take these small steps. 
Meet me there, just like you promise. As I draw near to you, will you draw near to me? Will you reward my faith, which is earnestly seeking you? You've promised to do that. I'm counting on it. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. Here's Matt with some practical steps in this 30-day challenge. Well, thank you, Jim. Um, there's so much of this season right now that uh, just... I think that one of the biggest challenges for myself, for so many, is that the, there's almost no certainty around the future when it comes to anything, when it comes to school or business or health or church or relationships or any of those things. Like It just kind of has felt like everything is really up in the air. And that's just a, a really disorienting kind of feeling for uh, most of us. I, I would tend to guess that you're probably struggling with similar kinds of things. And one of the things that I think is important in this season and, and uh, a huge focus of this Everyday Faith series is going to be for us to try to highlight and reinforce the idea that in seasons where it feels like the rug's been pulled out from under us, especially in seasons like this, that it's so crucial for us to ground our faith um, and our hope for the future, not in any of our circumstances, but rather directly in Jesus. And for um, for a lot of us, I think I think sometimes our faith has been more built on um, Sunday church and and some of those patterns and routines that have been very much disrupted for us. And and um, there's such an important. Uh, element right now. I mean, it's important all the time, but especially right now, uh, so crucial for us to be finding that anchor for ourselves, for our lives in a faith that exists um, day to day and moment by moment, that we're relying on Jesus in every situation, in every day, in every emotion, that our faith is grounded in him and in our relationship with him. And so this series is all about really trying to reinforce um, and build habits that may not be in existence in some of our lives. And so one of the things that's going to be a component of uh, the next four weeks as, as we're uh, kind of moving through this series is that we are going to be participating together in something that's just called the 30-Day Everyday Faith Challenge. And uh, what that means is we're just going to have four different elements that we're going to try to commit to each other to focus on every day for the next 30 days. Uh, the first is that we're gonna try to worship somehow, um, that we're gonna try to have a attitude and a, a heart and a posture of worship as we approach God. We're gonna try to get into God's word every day for the next 30 days. Um, some of you already do all of these things, and some of you probably have been struggling to do some of these things for the last couple months, um, if you're honest. And so we're gonna try to worship every day, we're gonna try to get into the word every day, we're going to try to pray and reflect, and, and the uh, scripture uses the word meditation sometimes. We're gonna try to do that every single day, and then we're going to try to share with each other somehow, share with our neighbors, share on social media, share, actually have have conversations about what God is showing us and how God is uh, changing us, how God is shaping us, how God is speaking to us, that, that that witness is an important element of living in everyday kind of faith. And so um, we've built some tools to try to help you, to try to encourage you, to try to give you some guidelines through this 30-day challenge. There's two ways that you can kind of access the materials that we have uh, available for you. The first way is that you can go to our website, vvcc.online slash everydayfaith. There's going to be a link that pops up actually like right 
now in the comments. Did it work? Did it pop up? I hope it did. Uh, there's, a, there's a link right there. You can click on that. It'll take you to the page on our website um, where you can find a PDF that just kind of explains and gives suggestions. It gives you some tools to be able to track the ways that you're uh, in, the word, uh, in the word, that you're worshiping, that you're praying, that you're uh, sharing with others. Uh, so that's a helpful tool. We also are going to be posting pretty regularly in our Facebook group. And so there's also a link to that group that just showed up in the comments. Um, and if you haven't joined that group, we'd encourage you to join that group. Uh, if you are a Facebook user, we'd love to have you there. And we're gonna be interacting a little bit more there over the next 30 days than um, ever before. And so we just wanna invite you. We want to ask you to join us together. This, this uh, what I think is so powerful about uh, what we have in front of us is that, um, as each of us individually press in harder to uh, try to strengthen our, our individual relationships with God, that's great and God is gonna bless that and uh, we're gonna see fruit and be encouraged by that. But I am so excited because I believe that when we press into um, our faith together, when we together as a community are rowing in the same direction, are pulling together, are focusing our hearts and our attention on Jesus more than anything else. And when we're all doing that at the same time, when we're encouraging each other in it, um, I just think that God can move in some significant ways in our church, in our uh, relationships with each other. We're going to encourage you to share some of these things in your small group. If you're not in a small group, we're going to try to encourage you to share it in some other ways and to join with others together. Um, to just anchor our faith and our hope in Jesus. Would you please join us? We think that God is going to do some um, significant things as we are trying to pull in the same direction and as we are trying to um, draw closer and closer to him. That's what I got for you today. Check out the 30-day challenge. We're going to start tomorrow. Tomorrow is day one. Uh, would you join us? You can jump in at any time. We'd love to have you. Uh, if you have any questions, let us know. Um, that's all I've got. We still have communion coming up in just a minute. Stick around for just a few moments uh, and share in communion with us this morning. Thanks.